foodie. 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 It's only good evening if they listen to it at night. Well, we're recording at night. We so. are. Pod don't sleep. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So this is this is the first nighttime recording of the Not a Foodie podcast. Um, it's a legend, mom, momentous. Wait, no, <laughs> shit. Historic <laughs> moment. There we go. <laughs> so to commemorate this historic moment, we've got um, we got a bunch of uh, alcohol out on the table. But before we get into that, uh, I'm Tom. I'm Mike. And we're the Not a Foodie Podcast. Um, so, Mike, uh, why are we doing this tonight? Why are we doing it at night instead of uh, you know early mornings? Because you're a dad, and I manage restaurants, and our schedules don't match up at all. At like absolutely not at all. Our schedules are completely off. So um, we have to squeeze in a pod whenever we can. And uh, so you lucky listeners get to listen to something that's done after Mike comes home from work and um, after I put my kids to bed. That's why we're drinking. Yes, that's why we're drinking. So what we've, we decided that since we are going to be drinking tonight, we're going to be talking about what we're drinking. So um, I think we're, uh, we've got a bunch of, how many do we have? One, Half two, a dozen. three, four, five, six, six different Amaros out on the table. So Mike, Mike what's an Amaro? Amaro just means bitter in Italian, right? That's yeah, like I think the so. literal translation is Amaro. just bitter. Yes. So, um, an Amaro is a bitter liqueur meant to settle the stomach and usually to be enjoyed after your meal. It's a, dig- a digestif. As opposed to an aperitif? Mm-hmm. Or just a, a middle of your meal drink. Yes. All right. So, what we have, uh, we've got uh, Amaro, which is a blood orange digestif. We've got uh, Montenegro, which is. Like a grapefruit sort of flavor, citrusy mm, Mont- flavor. Montenegro, when we like open it up, I'm going to talk more about it. But to me, it's like the entry level. Like this is what Amaro is. Try it out. You'll like it. It's nice. Oh, and- you have Campari too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got lots of Campari. Obviously. Um, I got uh, Amaro Locano, which is one of my favorites. I use it to make uh, Black Manhattan, uh, which is, I just substitute out uh, vermouth for the Amaro Locano. Uh, we've got Cardamaro. I've never seen this before. Cardamaro? Yeah. Cardamaro is really good. It's sort of, um, oh, it's like a really good version of Campari almost. Okay. Yeah. Um, Becco had so many Amaros. So whenever I, whenever there's one who? that Becco. Becco. Joe Bastianich's oh. first restaurant. Oh, yeah. I used to manage that place too. Okay. Um, They had so many Amaros. So whenever there's one I've never seen before, like I'm very interested. So Cardamar is awesome. You should definitely – we'll give you a taste test of that. Um, we've got Chinar. Uh, artichoke liqueur. Artichoke liqueur, which, which most people find disgusting. I can't get enough of it. That's literally the most Italian thing. <laughs> Chinar? Yeah. Right? Uh, Campari is pretty Italian. No, but like they were like, oh, we like artichokes so much we have to make an Amaro with it. Like, <laughs> Squeeze them and make yeah. them, mix them with liquor. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, talk about the most Italian thing ever. The last thing is the Fernet Franca. No, um, Argentinians love Fernet. Yeah. Ar- Argentinians drink Fernet and Coke, like uh, rum and Cokes. Hmm. I, the um, Fergus Henderson hangover cure. Have you read about this? 
I don't know who Fergus Henderson. Fergus is. Henderson wrote. Um, I oh yeah, no, no, yeah, I have his book. Uh, the whole beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So his hangover cure is um, for nut branca and cream de menthe shaken up over ice, strained, and that's it. He says it's the most disgusting looking thing in the world. It probably doesn't taste very great, but he swears by it as a hangover cure. He should have just smoked a bowl. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I I guess the green. From, from the cream to mint. It's a, it's a much better hangover. It's, it's the same thing. It probably tastes like dank weed because it's Fernet Franca, <laughs> and, you know, which is herbaceous. And then you get the green from the cream to mint. So, like, it's probably like liquid, disgusting swag weed. <laughs> oh, pass. Hard pass. <laughs> All right. Well, so what are you going to start with? What do you want first? Um, The one I've never... Well, this is sweet, right? The Amara? The Amara, so, the, yeah, that's a blood orange. So that's awesome. So is that the since it's sweet, is that the one that we should probably start with? So um, uh, I would either start with it or finish with it. I think I would finish with it. Okay. Okay. So then the cardamom. Let's do the Car- cardamara. 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 All right, you talk while I while I pour. Okay. So I don't even know what. Okay, so he's pouring it for me. Uh, it's this really beautiful, almost like oxidized. Uh, sherry brown color caramelly sort of yeah. look yeah and on the nose it's very herbaceous uh and like raspberries too like you like a lot of like like um uh, ground up berries like jam like berry jam yeah it's um it's a from piedmont so it's like you know the italian uh, oh that's know, the, delicious the big, yeah that is the so big, good um uh, like the, the well, big bold barolos and ne- nebbiolo like nebbiolo yeah, nebbiolos, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, it's from a winemaking family. Of course, all of these recipes are like hand down from monks for thousands of years. It says it's seventh generation, uh, blah, 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 blah. Just prepared with an infusion of cardoon, blessed thistle, and other botanicals. All of these things are really just, they're cocktails, right? They're just herb cocktails. They're, it's like gin. Yeah. This is delicious. It's sweet, though. It's not like, like when I drink an Amaro, I really want it to be more on the bitter side. Yeah, this is we use this in um, a lot of different cocktails, and mm. we substitute it for sweet vermouth. This would also be a really good like float. Mm. Like you, if you did like um like just a cream like a classic cream drink like a brandy Alexander or something, and then you floated some of this on top, it would be insane. What's in a brandy Alexander? I feel like I know it's um, like I know a, a drag queen named Brandy Alexander, but I don't a, know a plus <laughs> drag name. Yeah, um, it's like heavy cream and brandy and like eggs or something. it's it's an old school cocktail yeah yeah my, that's what uh, i love about it you know when i talk about old school cocktails my parents um have rusty nails you know what yeah, rusty, yeah, yeah it's uh what it's that one liquor Drambouille. And, yeah and scotch <laughs> and scotch they have it and this is just this is just weird ever since i was a kid they've had it every time they order takeout chinese food they make rusty nails it's just it's one of those things tradition it's tradition i don't Gr- know why. growing up whenever we got ch- ordered chinese food my mom would order us grape sodas so your parents rusty nails, my mom's grape soda. I don't know if she still does it. I don't drink soda anymore. Yeah, I very rarely drink soda. Oh, cognac, creme de cacao, and cream with nutmeg on That's top. That's a Brandy Alexander? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a delicious Christmassy cocktail. Yeah, it's a, it's a dessert cocktail. And then you float some of this on top, and it's perfect. Cool. Well, what do you want to drink next? Um, I, I'm familiar with all the other ones, so I picked the first one. So whatever you want to go with all next. Right. Um, let's go with uh, Lucano. Okay, Amaro Lucano. So I'll I'll pour. You describe. This is the only uh, Amaro that we sell at Sensacana. 
my, the restaurant that I manage. It is, it is sugared over on top. Oh, delicious. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a hard pour right now. It's not coming out. There, oh, there we, we go. go. All right. So this one is more red-hued. It, it's almost like a pe- brown Pinot Noir, I would say. It's a lighter. And it, it's, it smells like sugar, too. It, it doesn't smell like bitter or anything. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't drink this. I, I don't drink a lot of Amaros by themselves. The only ones I drink by themselves, I drink Amara, the, the blood orange one. I drink Chinar, and I drink Frenet by, by themselves. Sometimes a Montenegro. This has, like, pepper. Like white pepper, black pepper, something. My tongue's tingling. Oh yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Very much, much heavier. Um, it's so Amara is so cool because it's it could be anything. There's so many different vi- variations. I, I don't even think that's like the right way to give it the respect it deserves. Yeah, I mean, well, all of these, like the back of this bottle. You know, this is created in 1894. It's been handed down for generations. Um, it's a blend of 30 herbs that the Vena family has handed down from generation to generation. So, I mean, every single one of these, it starts with some sort of a neutral spirit um, or a wine or, mm-hmm. or something. Some and, sort of booze. Yeah. And they either distill the botanicals into it or they just like mash it up. And, you know, like when I was a kid, I used to. Uh, um, find buckets of water and mash up like pieces of grass and stuff in it and make like secret potions. That's pretty much what these crazy Italians have been doing for, for centuries. <laughs> like acorns. It it nothing in. really changed. Like No, and then I would like, you know, dare my sister to drink it. <laughs> now you just bring her like house-made booze and you're like, hey, I dare you to drink this. If she doesn't drink anymore. I think it's probably because I forced her to drink <laughs> buckets of <laughs> pond water with grass in it. <laughs> Poor girl. Yeah. But yeah, Amaro Locano, I really like this stuff. And I like it, uh, like I said, I like it in a Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I totally see that. And yeah. it's viscous too. So it like would help the body of it. I would probably prefer a Manhattan with this to a Manhattan. With, yeah, definitely. Definitely. This is this is my wintertime sort of Manhattan. Nice. I have a very, um, a very strict sort of delineation between my summer cocktails and my winter winter cocktails like summer cocktails are my gins and lighter Mm -hmm. stuff and then you know once once this weather hits it's october right now once this weather hits i'm i'm straight up bourbon rye scotch and you know dark liquors i um i just drink whatever i want to drink i don't care about (laughs) the weather or the season or if if it's 35 degrees out and i want to drink champagne i'm gonna drink champagne if it's if it's really hot, I probably won't drink liquor. Period. I'll probably have beer or wine. Well, I don't drink wine when it's really hot. I drink well, like bubbly, like, sh- like I would bub- have like yeah, champagne. Bubbles. I do bubbles. I think bubbles bubbles are the marketing behind bubbles was always like, oh, it needs to be special occasion stuff like that. Is bullshit. That's I loved like a Tuesday night bottle of bubbles. You know, just popping open a bottle and pairing, popping bottles, yo. Pairing champagne is like cheating. Champagne goes with everything. It does. It, like I could pair the same bottle of champagne with fried chicken, with a steak, with takeout Thai food. And there are it's all there are be restaurants. Awesome. There's a restaurant. What is it? Bird and Bubbles in New York. I've it's never just, heard. Of it. It's fried chicken and champagne. That's oh, Bird and Bubbles is the that's name of the beautiful. restaurant. Yeah, and I've seen other restaurants that do champagne and fried chicken. I was at uh, Cafe Wa last night, which is a uh, oh, that place is still around. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's an institution. Cafe Wa is a old old rock and roll club. Jimi Hendrix got his start there. Bob Dylan got his start there. Um, it's the best house band in the world. 
and next to it or like the the block over there's a champagne bar just opened up and it i didn't stop in because i had to like run but i'm very excited to go by there again they pour a bunch of different wines by the glass oh, champagnes by the glass he's opening up for net um i was <laughs> about bottle i hate fernet oh come on to me I'm here here are if you've never had fernet bronco before here's what it tastes like do a shot of jaeger and then smoke a newport and that is exactly what fernet is and take and, away the sugar you got to take away the yeah. sugar from the um and, but that, that is a, a an apt description of, of what it is, is the perf the best tasting notes i could ever give you and then here here's like the the thing though is in, if you're in the restaurant industry, you're supposed to drink fucking Fernet. Like, it's like, like, oh, we're so cool. We're industry. This is Pete, regular fucking uh, civilians think this is disgusting, but we're industry, so we love it. No, it's actually disgusting, and people only drink it to show that they're in the industry. And, like, the only time I've ever had Fernet is when I'm at a bar that people know I'm industry, and they just give me Fernet. And I can't be like, oh, no. <laughs> Can I have literally anything else? I have to drink it. Well, so what does it mean that you're in my dining room now and I'm giving you Fernet? It means is that my, I'm is industry. That the, the industry and handshake? Yeah, it, it, it means I have never paid for Fernet and it's disgusting. <laughs> and uh, they're not going to give us sponsorship after. I love Fernet. See, counterpoint. <laughs> counterpoint. Whoa. It's delicious. Counterpoint. No. It's it settles the stomach. It, it, it does settle the stomach. It's um, if you don't puke. It is. It's complex. There's I, a I lot just, yeah, going on. Yeah, it tastes on. like gay. it's as complex as Jaeger and Newports. <laughs> it's, no, chin no. chin, chin chin, clink. Um, no, I I I love my friend. Oh, he's he's choking it oh, down. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, and the aftertaste is the worst. Oh my god, you're crazy. How does anybody like this? You know they um. Genius marketing with Fernet. Have you seen the Fernet coins? No. So um, they know that it's gross. like they know that they. First of all, you it's know, genius marketing to make it so that this is like the industry handshake. Like they they orchestrated that whole thing. This is not just something oh, that happened. Sure. You know. Yeah. So what they do is, I believe they hand out coins, like to make it even more. Like if you're if you're some crazy special bartender or something like that. They'll give you like a Fernet coin. It's like sort of like a you know a key. And anytime you go to a specific bar, you show them the Fernet coin, and it's like an entrance into the secret back room or something. And they like give that. you Fernet. Yeah. <laughs> so what a shitty uh, club to be a part of. <laughs> oh man, that is awesome. There's a pizza place in the city. I think it's called Ann Pizza or Ampersand Pizza. And if you get an Ampersand tattooed on you, you get free pizza from them for a year. That's a much better club Just to be a part of. Just for a of. year, though. Yeah, but yeah, but people that get a shit ton of tattoos—that's like the best thing ever. That's like they're just getting a tattoo and getting pizza. What what tattoos do you have? You have, you have a tattoo? I have three tattoos. Mm-hmm. I have um, I have a, a memorial piece for my pops on Aww. my left arm. With a, it's a Yankees logo. It's a Yankees logo and a clock. Mm-hmm. I have a chai for my mom. My house had a fire in college. She everyone was okay. But uh, Chai means life in Hebrew. It's like a big thing in Judaism. Mm-hmm. So that's from my mom. And then on my right shoulder, I have an elephant. What's the elephant for? Elephants are badass. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, um, I have one tattoo. Oh, you do? I have, yeah. Oh. I have this. I designed it. It's um, 
it's a fish that has a Roman tail and a Celtic tail, and they're sort of intertwined because I'm Irish Italian. Is it the Miali crest? So no, I, I made it myself. So it, maybe it is. It now is. The now the I can, crest. After the rest of my family dies out, I can bullshit my kids for years and say this is the Miali crest. So this way they can't they can't confirm with anyone else and you know older generations. But I am contemplating, and I talked to my wife, and she's completely 100% behind this. I'm contemplating a little line tattoo right on my forearm of uh, an oyster shell. Just cool. because I'm, I'm an oyster guy. I love seafood. I love oysters. I'm so jealous of chefs because chefs can have as many tattoos as they want. Front of house, you guys cares. can't? <laughs> no. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to work at a place where I can have visible tattoos. And, like, all my tattoos, obviously, podcasts can't see it, but all my tattoos are pretty large. They were all, like, two- to three-hour sessions, and they're all uh, blocked by a short sleeve shirt. Yeah, that was always my thing. Like, I mean, I wanted <laughs> I wanted when I was younger a sleeve that started at my wrist and went all the way up my neck, but, you know, I decided that I was going to get a job instead. Now, uh, now I'm old. I don't give a shit. I'm like, I can just go do what I want. Yeah, I mean, I just... There, I don't think there's any sleeve that I'd want on my body for that long, but I, I've thought about getting um, the Abbey Road on my forearm. Like all four of them. The Beatles just the walking across. Yeah. I oh, think that'd cool. be pretty cool, but I don't. I think I have to be more successful to get that <laughs> to first. get to get yeah. that tattoo. Mm-hmm. I need to just be at a point where people don't care if I have any tattoos and will just hire me. And then my friend and I want to open up a restaurant together. And uh, one of the names we pitched around was Xenia, which mm-hmm. is uh, the Greek concept of hospitality, okay. X-E-N-I-A. And we said we would both get it on our thumb over here if we ever opened it. Oh, man, that'd be painful. I, I don't think so. Yeah, the, I, don't know. I feel like it's closer to the bone. The back of your knee has the most um, nerve endings in your body. So when I got my really? ca- Yeah. So when I got my calf done, when he was on the bottom of it near my ankle... It was fine, but when he was on the top, I was like, oh, shit, like, go. Like, this is awful. Go, go, go. <laughs> well, while we're discussing the uh, the painfulness of tattoos, um, I poured a, a little Chinar, which is probably mm. my favorite Amaro of the moment. It's um, So Chinar is, is artichoke-flavored. It's it, an artichoke-flavored Amaro. But it doesn't taste like artichokes in any type of way. No. I agree with you. <laughs> it just—it's just, made from artichokes. The logo is just a big, gigantic log, artichoke. It's How do you say C- artichoke in Italian? I don't know. Is it chinar? I, <laughs> I have no idea. But it's C Y N A R, Brichetta originale, which is original recipe. I've also seen it uh, chinar seventy, which is the seventy mm-hmm. proof, which is just a little bit higher in alcohol. Um, Those uh, chinar seventies over with a soda. That's a nice drink. Well, these are the recipe suggestions on the back. The back of the label is not, it doesn't go into a big long diatribe about this is, you know, 10th generation, some crazy monks invented it. It just says Chinar and Cola and a Chinar Manhattan. Those are the only two. Carciofo. Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah, I knew that. It's slang. So Chinar is definitely my favorite right now here. Clink. I feel like it. It's the perfect balance of. Um, oh, that's, here, that's so delicious. Slurping in the microphone. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect balance Sexual. of. Um, there's sweetness. There's bitterness. Like Fernet is bitter. Holy shit! What? Pete Wells is at Sunsicano. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh oh. Holy shit! Well, you guys. Are... Break, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Fuck! That's terrifying. Uh, oh. So so why don't you explain to people who don't understand? He's checking his phone during the podcast. <laughs> Pete Wells is the only important restaurant critic in the world. He's the New York Times restaurant critic. And he's at your restaurant he's right now. He's at Sensicana. 
Oh my god! I wow. So you you left Sensacana to come here to do the podcast. He's that means he's gonna be back though. He yeah he, he comes back three times right. Uh, I it's at least three times. Our menu's so big, where I feel like for him to be fair, he has to come back five times. Wow. It's it's a, it's like a seventy item menu, and there's like there's three different omakase offerings. There's like there's a lot going on. It yeah, like it's on. it's crazy. That's um. Are you guys prepared? No. Are you no. no. <laughs> yeah. Is any absolutely not. No. Is any restaurant ever prepared for him to show up? Um. No. Not even per se. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he tore apart per se yeah. the last time. Yeah. Two two years ago, Thomas Keller reviewed per se for a second time. Per se. I'm sorry. Pete, Pete Wells, Wells. interview uh, reviewed. Per se, which is Thomas Keller's New York City restaurant, it's I think the most expensive restaurant in New York City. I think so. Masa might be up there. Yeah, that's true. Now, but maybe not at the time. No, maybe, yeah, no. with the supplements and everything else. Right. So, um, he so four stars is the best you can get from the New York Times. That means this place it's the equivalent to three Michelin stars. It's like this place is one of the five best restaurants in New York City. It's like insane. So per se was at four stars, and then he had so many bad experiences. He said one of the soups looked like bong water. Yeah, that's right. Um, and he gave them two stars, which means it's a good restaurant, but not for the price that they were charging. It's not worth it. Right. So how do you feel now, like that, knowing that? Uh, do you want to be there? Do you want to be in in that room, or are you sort of relieved that you're not there? Or do you sort of um, like you want? I, I mean, I feel like you want to be there. right? I definitely want. It, it's like restaurants are kind of like sports teams, and and it's kind of like if you had to sit out against like Pedro Martinez or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, you want to face him. Yeah, like I I tell my staff like I I feel like every night of service is us against them. Being the customer, even though we're like, we want to be on their side. It's right. still about like beating them in some like sick way. <laughs> like, like if I get in the weeds and like and make no problems and like just kill it and do like that's like I won. Right. So it's it's a it's a zero sum thing. It's a win loss. <laughs> so yeah. so tonight, like, I mean, it's what's very, going on? How did so, first of all, how did you figure this out? You got a text from somebody. Uh, yeah, the the AGM slash beverage director just sent it to the manager group text okay and uh he zach was the sommelier at shuko which is a omakase only uh Omaka- chef's choice omakase omakase is basically the chef just puts out it's a, a sushi load of menu. food yeah for you the suit the suit you leave yourself in the hands of the sushi chef um so he knows pete wells from there mm-hmm. and shuko is very small and so Zach was like making him drinks and like talking cocktails with him and everything before. So Zach knows who he is. Well, so this means that he's this is his first visit. Mm-hmm. He'll come. He'll do two or three, maybe maybe more visits, and it means that you're going to be reviewed in the Times. And if we get two star, if we get a good two star review, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be very happy. Yeah, we're not for people that are listening don't think that because i'm not saying we're not a four-star restaurant we're not good it's just a very different yeah oh it's just completely different yeah. two stars if you get if you get two stars that's i mean that's great from an upscale if you get, casual restaurant yeah. that's very good if you get three stars it's like oh my god this is awesome we're doing mm-hmm. something really great you, you don't even you're not gonna get four stars no i mean we're you're not trying for four stars. No, Eric Repair gets four stars. Yeah, Mario I mean, Batali has like one four star. Actually, they were the first ever four star Italian restaurant, Del Posto. Del Posto, yeah, um, which I thought was overrated at the time. I I still I like Babo better. 
Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. But Del Posto has like the best lunch in the city, supposedly, the most affordable lunch. Well, I mean, and for, the difference, it was explained to me by a friend of mine who's who's a chef and who's a restaurateur that the difference between three stars and four stars is like um, your china is just, you know, perfect. And you've got, you know, real silver silverware. And, and, and cheese carts. And... Yeah, it's just, it's a completely different world. Um, wow. So that's crazy. So hopefully, uh, good luck. I mean, <laughs> hopefully so, you'll be back there. Yeah. So, so he's he's there for dinner now. He's probably going to come back for lunch maybe um, one day. I I can't imagine because the lunch menu is just a small version of the dinner menu. So I would hope that he just comes for dinner and keeps trying. Like Time Out reviewed us, and Time Out gave us three stars out of five. Mm-hmm. But three stars from Time Out is, means nothing. Yeah. Um, time Out will never write like a negative review. Like They gave uh, two stars to a place – the last month and i was like holy shit like this place must be awful <laughs> um it's like a tgi fridays in times square <laughs> like, yeah guy fieri's grill yeah um so that like that was okay but we there's definitely like room to improve and now that he's coming here it's pretty great oh but the, sorry the timeout review we've i've been drinking not a, not on my game uh he didn't mention the sushi at all so what did he talk about? He talked about the, the hot food, the Nikkei food, which okay. is like, fine, but that's half of the menu. And he didn't talk cocktails. He didn't talk service. He only talked about like five dishes. So as like me, I I was the first hire. I've like put blood, sweat, and tears and like all my life is since Kana. Um, I wasn't really happy with what, not, not the stars. I could care less about the stars, but just what he chose to do mm-hmm. it, because there's so much more. And for him to not talk about uh, the sushi, like, is really much. Because the, the sushi, we have, like, the classic sushi, and then we have the Peruvian-inspired sushi And the well. Peruvian sushi, sushi is, is raw fish, obviously. Yeah, but with, but with Peruvian ingredients. So, like, one, the like, the uh, signature roll, the entry-level roll, is called the Andes Yama roll. Mm-hmm. Yama means mountain in Japanese, so the Andes mountain roll. Mm-hmm. It's a snow crab. It's stuffed with snow crab, asparagus, and shiso. And then on top is salmon with a beet, beet puree gooseberry and chai okay yeah it's delicious so no one like the nikkei rolls don't exist outside of our restaurant Mm -hmm. so for him to not talk about them is crazy well what do you think wells is i mean wells he's gonna try everything i mean yeah he'll try everything over the next few times yeah yeah. i mean we have like chicken liver skewers and stuff like i hope he goes in um i was really surprised i'm very surprised that he came because he's been reviewing like sugar fish and made nice and all these like these restaurants that have like money behind them and names behind them but they're not they're, they're not, sort of smaller and they're, casual yeah they're not yeah. two-star restaurants yeah he he reviewed don pepe's yeah don, don pepe's <laughs> don is pepe's is uh great, is a queen's institution don, don pepe's is what every red sauce italian restaurant like strives it's the babe ruth of red sauce drinks <laughs> it is it's not i wouldn't say that it's the original but it is it is the been perfected yes it's been perfected you, you can only order pasta by the pound um, you order, they have a wine list, but you don't look at it. You just say, I want a bottle of red. Yeah, I want the and red. It's Franzia. It's fucking Franzia that they put in bottles and put on your table. <laughs> and it's incredible. Do they put it, they put it in carafes, right? No, 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 no it's, carafes? it's like, a, you get a bottle? like a plastic, like a hard plastic bottle. <laughs> it's, it's, lo- my, my friends are always like, why do you like Don Pepe's? You're still like, such like a snob. I was like, cause the experience is the best experience. 
I'm, the, a, I'm a Don Pepe's fan. I mean, the clams are, uh-huh. are delicious. Um, the, we got the linguine vongole, too. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I'm never, you probably make vongole. I'm never going to make vongole. Why? It's easy. Linguine and clams. Yeah, because I don't simple. Wanna, It's a lot to do. It is not a lot to do. It's so simple. You I mean, I grew up a, Italian Catholic. We used to have it on Fridays kitchen. during Lent all the time. I don't have a, I have a very small kitchen. <laughs> You don't need a big kitchen for that. That's the easiest thing to do. You buy some clam juice. You could cheat. You buy clam juice, and you buy the small cockles, and then and that's it. Oh. That's good. You gotta hey, coat some open. Look, life hacks. Uh, <laughs> you can totally cheat and buy clam juice. <laughs> well, I mean, this went off topic really quickly. Well, they, Pete Wells. We gotta. Yeah. <laughs> it's breaking news. So what? Um, what does it mean if you get three stars? What do you What do you think? It, um, I mean, it, you're 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 hoping for two. It means Papa gets a raise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that means. It, um, we so tonight's been pretty slow too, which I'm kind of happy about. He's coming in on a slower night, mm-hmm. and because well, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday have been like busy. Well, tonight's Thursday, right? Yes. Yeah. So this week it's been slow. So hopefully they're able to give him like A plus service, and. No, the kitchen doesn't fuck up, and the everyone's happy, and he's happy, and he spends a lot of money because you're not allowed to comp anything for Pete Wells. You just yep, and that's that. So so, and Pete Wells, um, from what I understand, is it's not as secretive as it used to be. Like I mean, it's bling, it's bling, also bling, 2017. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it it literally just can't be. Everyone in the industry knows. I went to Cosme with Zach, the AGM, because they the beverage director at Cosme right now worked at Chuka with him. Okay. So like these are, these are all restaurants in Benham. Yeah. So <laughs> Cosme is uh, owned by Enrique Oliveira, who's one of the greatest chefs in the world. He owns Pujol mm-hmm. in uh, Mexico City and they just opened up Atla in uh, Manhattan as well. And so we went to Cosme and da- Damien is his name and he just he hooked it up. And like it's just like that. Like now if he ever comes to Sen, he's going to get hooked up there right. and like it's just the world. Everyone knows each other. So if Pete Wells is like somewhere, Instagram, text, Snapchat, whatever, like you're just. Yeah. People know who he is. They'll take photos mm-hmm. and it's completely different. I mean, I remember. We had pictures of him. Yep. Yeah. He went That's what I was just going to say. And uh, Stephen Hall, our PR guy, who's like, shout out Stephen Hall. He's like the best PR guy. Um, he. Got, he sent us an email of security cam foot. We have them laminated in the host there. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. I said, I, you know, this is ten years ago when friends of mine were opening up um, some pretty big restaurants in New York, and uh, I think it was Bruni at the time, Frank Bruni, and his his he was the reviewer for the New York Times, and they had these grainy photos of him just pinned up, you know, in the front of the house in the kitchen. Just if anyone sees this man, this is the the New York Times reviewer. Um, it's gotta be. It's such a different world now that no one has any privacy you know in 2017 after um the per se review del posto's management all started having like serious meetings because they're like is he gonna come here now is yeah he just going is he doing a round is he going back to all the four star spots and seeing what we're gonna do like what like we really have to be on our shit right now like that was one of the things that when he came in and took over that was like his big thing is like uh you know i'm gonna go back and review some old institutions i'm gonna go to the outer boroughs like for for a long time it was like if you were not a fine dining restaurant either down in tribeca or up on the upper east side you were not gonna get reviewed by the new york times i didn't think he was gonna review us yeah um because he's going to like either random places like yeah. he's going to like dumpling spots and flushing he's going to like sugarfish and ma- yeah. like weird like casual places that shouldn't be reviewed 
And then, um, yeah, I'm just very, very surprised. It's crazy. So do you think that um, this is, I mean, he's going to review it, right? It's not like just a fluke that he's there. and like He's going to review this. I, place, I you think. can't imagine Pete Wells is allowed to eat at restaurants and doesn't review <laughs> And not that, review Because that, right? that, that's fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. That's an abuse of power. That's like, <laughs> if Pete Wells does that, he's a dick. Like, sorry, <laughs> he's, he's only allowed to order takeout, go to the diner, yeah. and um, eat at restaurants he's going to review. That's it. Or he has to come sit at the restaurant, and the first thing he has to say is, yes, I'm Pete Wells. No, I'm not, no, reviewing. I'm not reviewing you guys. Like, <laughs> so oh, he's man. definitely reviewing Sensei. <laughs> well, I mean, do you need another Amaro to sort of to calm the nerves a little bit? Um, I mean, I think we should just have another Amaro to have another Amaro. Which <laughs> All right. I, it's just what do we Amaro have left? left? No, we've got the Amaro and the Montenegro. Oh, we do have the Montenegro. Okay, beautiful. All right. So Montenegro, I touched on it before, is like, if you've never had Amaro before and you hear me geeking out about how great Amaro is, uh, this is what I'm going to order you. Also, if you ate too much and I want you to keep drinking, uh, which happened to my, me and my friend Hannah, I, ca- I forced her to keep drinking and I said, have this, you'll feel better. And she drank and she felt better and she kept drinking. <laughs> I wonder how much of this is just placebo. Like, you know, it tells you on the label that it's a digestif, that it's going to make you feel better, that's going to no, secret combination of I, herbs. I always think all that's bullshit. Montenegro is also my, this is my, it's delicious. I want to keep drinking, but I really shouldn't keep drinking. And I've eaten a gigantic meal that I shouldn't have eaten. I'm going to have some Montenegro. It's so how you good. make more room. It's how you find more room. It's very, I like it. It's, it's very citrusy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so before, before we started rolling, I gave Mike a taste of um, uh, Vin de Pamplemousse, which is a, a wine, sort of an Amaro. It's, it's a little bit sweeter, but it's something that I've made. Um, I make almost every year and it's, it's some white wine, it's, um, grapefruit, it's vanilla, it's vodka, it's sugar. And it's, it's really good. It's really grapefruity. It's really citrusy. And I forgot to tell you that sometimes what I'll do is I'll take half of that. I'll take a shot of Montenegro and put a little club soda in it. And it's just, it's perfect. It's like a perfect little cocktail. we, We could make one of those right now. We could. Yeah, we could. You keep talking. I'll go get the Vin. Okay. Amaro Montenegro, it, everybody. That's your homework is to just go drink one of these. Uh, it's almost. It's probably at every Italian restaurant. It's probably one of the most common Amaros. Uh, it's it's this cute little like squat bottle, beautiful. So Tom's back with two glasses. The Vin de Pamplemousse. This Vin is uh, the Vin de Pamplemousse is. Um, it's been sitting in my fridge for a while, so there's a lot of sediment. So it's like the pith of the grapefruit and stuff. So don't get turned off by that. But I'm going to pour the Montenegro in the glass. Mike is going to freshen up the Montenegro a little bit. I drank mine. Oh, you drank it? Here, can I have some more, please? And there's some Vindu Pumplemousse. Vindu Pumplemousse, I'm telling you, you just um, look it up. Google it. It's basically just called, it's grapefruit wine in French. And... It's so easy to make. Just get a big giant Home Depot bucket, pour a few bottles of uh, white wine into it. You pour some vodka in it and uh, some grapefruit and some, I think maybe there's some oranges in it as well. And you said uh, vanilla beans. Vanilla beans what? and sugar. Do you sugar. get your vanilla beans from Madagascar? I do not. Uh, I, I get, I get them get from Costco. From <laughs> you can Amazon a uh, vanilla bean from Madagascar. Well, Cheers. That's lovely. Isn't that? Oh that's a, that's a nice little cocktail. 
That's so lovely. I think you add a little bit of fresh citrus to that to lighten it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, I was saying before we started uh, filming, this with just some lemon zest is even better. Have you ever had Dolan vermouth? Dolan? No, I don't think so. Um, Dolan is, was like one, it's a French vermouth, and it's like one of the vermouths that like got vermouth hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dolan uh, Blanc and Dolan Dry are super, super delicious just over ice. And this is sort of reminiscent of that to me. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I dabble in, uh, in making my own liquor sort of stuff. I've got a bunch of bitters that I've made. And, you know, We're uh, going to do a pepper, uh, pepper amaro. Pepper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bell pepper amaro. Bell pepper. That's that's a good idea. <laughs> I I have this I have this thought that there's there's a market in the U.S. for like a distinctly American amaro. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the flavors are, or but you know amaro is is this old sort of European thing. But I feel like it's becoming popular. They're a pumpkin spice amaro. Pumpkin spice amaro. <laughs> I know, I know. My brain immediately went there as you were saying it. My brain went there, and I was like, you know, I fucking hate pumpkin spice, but but that would sell. We're we're doing um a pumpkin cocktail, but like not not pumpkin spice, like actually like pumpkin. Uh, and we've got we're we're like blend making pumpkin puree, and then we mm-hmm. just got a pumpkin liqueur, and it's actually really good. Really, it's not pumpkin pie, it's not pumpkin spice. It's, like it's pumpkin. pumpkin. Is yeah. it? But is it like completely sweet? If it's yeah, all, it's sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a tiny bit of it before I left work uh, yesterday to try. We just got and I want to try it. It was really good. I like um I like pumpkin beers only if they're not sweet. Like those sweet pumpkin spice beers are horrible. But I look I like um I like some like Southern Tier makes the the mm-hmm. pumpkin stuff. Pumpkin. That's really good. It's high ABV too. I think it is. Yeah. But like during this time, I'd rather have a like a big old Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over a pumpkin beer. I um, agree with that. Yeah. What's the name of the brewery? Give me one second. Well, I, the, one of my the favorites. Beer, the beer's called the Kaiser. Oh, it's, I don't a, know it's like a. Big Oktoberfest. Well, um, there's um, and and I'm gonna totally get it wrong because I'm not a beer geek, but Greenport Brewery has mm-hmm. uh, something, a seasonal beer that they call Leaf Pile. We have it, son. You do, yeah. And it's got it's got a little bit of the pumpkiny su- side to it, but it's mm-hmm. more of a darker Oktoberfest type beer. It's a uh, Avery Brewing, uh, Kaiser. That's mm-hmm. a really wonderful Oktoberfest. I like. I gotta say, I like the sound of ice cubes clinking around on the podcast. Mm-hmm. When when I was pouring the uh, seltzer before too. <laughs> well, should we pour the last one? Yeah. Let's pour the last one, and then uh, while we pour the last one, I've come up with um, with a game. I've been trying to stump you after the, the Mike. Uh, Mike's... Whoa, this is like clear. Yeah, that's good stuff. So this is the blood orange, Amara. So on the first episode, Mike um, pulled out the old marry fuck kill game. And really had me had my brain going. Second episode, what did we talk about? We talked about ice, ice cream. cream. Yeah. All right. So this is the third one. It's a would you rather. Okay. All right. So would you rather? There's two. I've got two. Oh, okay. Um, let's do the first one. The first one is. Um, we have to do the first. one. I know. One we have to do the first one, one first. One. Would you rather give up sugar or gluten? Um. We're talking like sweet because like bread has sugar in it. Oh, I'm talking about like added sugar or yeah, yeah. sugar or gluten. Um, I guess sugar. I, I th- yeah, I'd rather not have ice cream than not have pasta. I I agree, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But I was I keep trying to get you to you know because I know you're you're an ice cream guy. Yeah, yeah, but pasta. 
All right. So that one, I would, because I, I agree with you, but that one's, that one's easy then. So what about this one? If you could only have dinner foods for the rest of your life for every meal or breakfast foods. Dinner foods. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. To- a million percent, yeah. What I'm going to have frittatas for dinner? Fuck that. What? Yeah, I'll have steak for breakfast. I'll have uh, chicken parm. <laughs> I will have a chicken parm hero for breakfast every day. <laughs> what? That's... Yeah, that was, that was like the easiest, easiest one ever. Would you rather have scrambled eggs or chicken parm? Well, of course I'd rather have chicken yeah, okay. parm. I mean, but... what? I feel like you have you have a good. The frittata is yeah. a game changer. The frittata you can put put whatever you want in the frittata. Okay, the frittata is just there. Your boy loves frittatas. Like I. <laughs> Like hashtag frittata life. Like there's multiple frittatas on my Instagram. He's got a his other tattoo that he didn't talk about is the one that's across his belly that just says frittata life on it. Um, in an arc. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the Tupac. Yeah. Like I I I put tzatziki in my frittatas. I do ricotta frittatas. I I love frittatas. Mm -hmm. But it's not chicken parm. I feel like you're saying that in a theoretical situation, but the way that you're talking about frittatas, I don't know. No, I, I think when it when it came to, if it comes down to it, I don't know the last decision. time I've made a frittata. What? Yeah, I don't know the last time I made a frittata. I make two a week. Yeah, but you 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 do dad stuff. <laughs> frittatas are dad stuff. Yeah. Apparently, we coach soccer games and make frittatas. That's I, what we I do. I cook for myself. Like I I made. I eat a frittata bite by myself. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You don't eat an entire no, egg frittata. I, no, I eat like a I I make like a three egg frittata and then I eat two thirds of it. I, I made this really incredible butternut squash pasta, uh, like butternut squash sauce. Okay. And I, I took a pot for the pasta, a pot for the sausage and everything else, a blender, and like I feel like I used one more but didn't have to, and like. I had a crushed sausage and stuff. So it took like a lot of things. I don't have a dishwasher. Okay. And I made that all for me. And I had one plate. I gave my roommate one plate. And then I called my friend up to pick up the rest for leftovers. <laughs> you don't have a fridge? No, I do. But I wanted to give it to him. All right. Like, hey, I made, I made something delicious. Let me share it. But like it was so many dishes for one person. <laughs> to like. That doesn't bother me. Like this morning, I, I made myself. Um, when I, I'm moving, and my requirements are number one, one A, one B mm-hmm. is pet friendly and dishwasher. You're gonna wash your pet in the dishwasher? Uh, hopefully not. Natural <laughs> like isn't huge on baths, but. But I I had like this morning I the kids went to school I had um, a call that I needed to do like early this morning right after the kids were were dropped off, and then I made myself fried egg with zatar spices on top of it. And um, some rye rye toast, and I took I made a little bit of a um, a salsa to put on top of it. So I had like two or three pots going, and you know I cleaned it up like maybe three four o'clock this afternoon. But. Let me tell you how that story is better. I dropped my kids off, and then I made a chicken parm hero <laughs> on semolina bread, crunchy delicious semolina bread. People ask me why um, I, I why I've never opened chicken parm is better than everything. anything. Food. Chicken parm is my 100% ultimate comfort food. And yeah. my wife who does not have an Italian ounce in her body is uh, the, 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 the 
is the uh she makes my chicken farm she makes like the best chicken farm i do the majority of the cooking around the house my wife makes chicken farm for me when when i need chicken farm do you do like a sauce day or do you just make sauce as you need it um we make sauce as we need it um when we do make sauce we make a big sauce uh, if we make like a, you know, a Sunday gravy type thing, we always make it for, I don't know how to make less than like three pounds, like of meatballs. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like, I, I mean, I grew well, up, that's well, you how buy I grew a pound up. of pork, you buy a pound of veal and you buy a pound exactly, of meat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know how, I, the, my recipe does not translate to less than three pounds. And, well, I mean, and then when you add the onions and the garlic and, and the breadcrumbs, it, it comes, it's four pounds. Right. Three, right. three and a half, four pounds. Yeah. So, and then, you know, we end up eating that. We'll freeze some of it. We'll end up eating it for, for a little while, mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. But you don't, yeah. I I've never done like a, a sauce day. I would like to. Like, what do you mean, like a sauce day? Like, like, you like just... it's like a super Italian thing. You, all the cousins come out. It's oh, like yeah. All the extended family, and you like have the you set up the tent, and you're just outside all day making sauce and uh, putting in the mason jars and boiling. Oh, oh, like that? No. Yeah, like a, a sauce day. Like it's like an entire day. No, but you know what we do? The tomato sauce. You know what we we do? Um, we have done. We haven't done it in the past couple of years. We have a wine making day. In this driveway in Queens, where oh. I've got a wine press in the garage. We should and... do that. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's a great podcast episode. I'll bring wine over. Bring uh, Well, we need grapes. We're going to make wine. <laughs> there, there's a spot in Astoria that they say we go to, wine grapes. Um, I go to uh, the Brooklyn Navy Yard and get them. I, oh, um, act through who? Uh, there's a couple Just couple random. old Italian nice. you know, fruit importers, importer, exporter, Sh- wink, winks. Shout yeah. out my friend Devin Shoemaker. Uh, he owns Rooftop Reds, which is the first ever rooftop winery in New York. Uh, first ever rooftop winery in America or North America and first ever wine, proper winery in New York City. Hmm. Uh, it's a rooftop winery. It's really, really cool. Well, in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. We let's get back to this last tomorrow because we're running long here on this podcast. What do you think of this? This is um, the Blood Orange Amara. I just I wouldn't call it an, call it an Amara. I, no, I feel like it's like a liqueur. It, it just says Amara, but there's nothing Amaroy about uh, it. Well, it says Blood Orange Digestif Liqueur. This makes the sexiest margarita. This with that, a, this oh, with yeah. a good blanco tequila. Yeah. makes the sexiest I have not even margarita. yeah that that's this is why I have you over mm-hmm. for, for these types of little insights that's awesome that's a good idea that bottle was given to me by uh, the owner of this restaurant uh, in uh, Australia so good I know it's good <laughs> but I was I was we were having um, digestifs we were having different amaros and I was telling him how much I like uh, different types of amaro and um he brought that bottle out. He sat down next to me. He poured me, you know, he's the owner of the restaurant. He poured me some, um, poured a couple others around. No one else really wanted it. Then when we were leaving, there was just a little a little paper, you know, brown paper bag sort of waiting for me. And inside the brown paper bag, it was wrapped up in tissue paper. It was a bottle of that stuff that I had to get sneak through customs because I had my limit when I was coming back over from Australia. They don't let you bring anything back in this country anymore. Were you bringing back wine? What were you I brought bringing? back some wine. Yeah. yeah. Some wine. And then that was sort of hidden in my luggage. So smuggler that I am. Anyway. Well, this was wonderful. We did, we did a lot more than I thought we would today. I know this is, this is good. I mean, we're, we're long on this podcast, but I hope, uh, hope everybody had fun listening to our, um, increasingly drunk ramblings. <laughs> also, we're, re- we're making a serious effort to not seem hyper local. So if you see us, if you catch us doing that, just let us know. Um, 
because we are at the end of the day like two I, it, I'm a 15 minute walk from my apartment to Tom's house so <laughs> and we're both New Yorkers like yeah, we just lived here our whole lives so yeah so anyway I'm Tom I'm Mike and thanks for listening have a good night Bye. thank you <laughs>